Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello and welcome to an all-new UFC on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Daria Baronado and I'm joined with one lovely co-host tonight, Mr. George Hermosa. What up? At G Hermosa is my Twitter. Hashtag road to 400 followers. Oh, you got 300? Yeah. Yeah? I got like 350, I think. Come on, guys. He's halfway there. I'm living on a prayer. Halfway there. Um, anyway... We are in studio today, the duo, the dynamic duo, talking about UFC 191 that took place in Las Vegas. Nevada. Nevada. USA. USA. North America. North America. The world. <clears throat> At the MGM Grand, I wish we would have gone. You know, for some reason I thought it was like somewhere else. Why didn't we go? I don't know. I think there's that thing about having tickets that kind of would have stopped oh, us from actually getting into the right. place. Oh, silly me. Well, next time, right? Um, we should we should take a road trip out to Vegas for the next fight. Maybe, um, definitely not for Rousey versus Home because that's in Australia. We should say we should go to Australia. That would be a nice there, trip. There's a girl waiting for me over there. Is her name Gigi? Oh uh, yeah. Is she from WWE Tough Enough? Yeah. She, well, she she says she specifically said, "Oh, come out to Australia. I'm single." Oh, that accent is horrible, George. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her. But anyway, Oof. let's let's break down these fights. Sorry. So, it was a pretty interesting night of fights. Now. Johnson versus Dodson 2 was set to take place, and it was pretty... I, I anticipated it, because there's a lot of beef going on between the two of these guys. Um, and to be honest, it was the only guy that really gave Johnson a run for his money. Yeah. So I was excited for this rematch. I, I, I was as well, very much so. And plus, I, I, I liked watching John Dodson. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh-huh. seriously, like watching these guys, I, I literally had to like blink so many times or just trying to make sure I wasn't watching it on fast forward because these guys are so, like I'm not even kidding like watch the first like two minutes of that fight it literally looked like not shot it literally looked like you're watching fast forward like no joke I agree 100% um, we, we were going to play it at, the, at my bar and the owner was like how old are these guys like he thought they were like little kids running around yeah. because they are literally they never run out of energy they are so fast. Their cardio is so great. But we'll get to that later. The main card started off amazing in the strawweight division of the women's strawweight division. Uh, Paige Van Zandt versus Alex Chambers. Now, we watched Alex Chambers' story kind of play out on The Ultimate Fighter. Season 20. Season 20. But we didn't get to see Paige Van Zandt because she wasn't old enough. When the show came I out. I have a theory when it comes to that. And I was thinking about that last night. And Tell again, us. I know it's a business. So I'm not denying the competitive factor of, of, of MMA. Um, and obviously, I think the main reason was there was going to be alcohol in the house. Therefore, she couldn't be in the house. Right. I think that they didn't want her in the house because they wanted to protect her. Not that that's a bad thing. Because, I mean, how how easy would it be if they were to say, Daria, you have this opportunity to be on the Ultimate Fighter. Are you fine with not having alcohol in the house for the next two, three months? 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because the way this show is formatted, I don't know what production company they use, but sometimes those production companies have their own rules. So maybe it was really a legality. I don't maybe. know. But like I said, it's one of those things where I think that because she would have been perfect for that season. For obvious reasons, you know, yeah, she was young. She, you know, obviously, she would have easily got ratings because of her look and personality uh-huh. Uh-huh. and bubbly. You know, um, and rightfully, I'm not saying it's a bad thing of protecting her. Um, you know, rightfully so. You still have your cash cows that you want to get behind of. Um, right. I don't know. It's just something that crossed my mind yesterday that for maybe, this, maybe she could have been, but they were just using that as an excuse, as an easy cop out for the. For the sake of honest. conspiracy, we can go down that road, and I could see how maybe they would protect her. Um, I don't really think she needed protecting from the girls in that house. I mean, who who was in there that really is tearing up the division now? Um, Joanne Calderwood's doing pretty good. Yeah. Jessica Penney is pretty fierce. Um, there's definitely a couple girls that I think would give Paige Van Zandt a run for her money. But Dana White did say at the beginning of that Ultimate Fighter season that there's a ro- new Ronda Rousey in that house. Mm-hmm. And did we really see that? See, I was thinking about that last night, too. Uh, I mean, maybe she was talking, maybe he was talking about Rose Namajunas, who obviously looked really good. I mean, she had that finale that obviously backtracked her a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Like I said, she, he said that when this started. So obviously that was way before the actual finale. The finale was to right. obviously live and not in advance. So mm-hmm. I think he was talking about uh, Rose. Um, I think Tisha so too. Torres looked good, looked good in that season as oh, well. Oh, she did. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, Paige Van Sant's only loss. Tisha Torres, correct? Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, I mean, see, here's the thing about Paige Van Sant. She's adorable. She's young. She has youth and not just youth in life, but youth in the MMA game on mm-hmm. her side. Because we all know you can only take so many knockout punches mm-hmm. and so many punches before your time's done. But she's young. She's she's still green, but she's so fiery. And she's got so much in her. So much passion. So much charisma. And people love watching her. I watch her, her little Instagram videos. They're hilarious. She's mm-hmm. great. She's relatable. She I think she dances. Um, I think she was dating Cody No Love from Team Alpha Male for a little while. I don't think they really officially said anything. It just based on the pictures. Obviously, we all I think you know, we, we all we all knew. think the same thing. Whenever we're out and about, we see a couple, right? You know, obviously, maybe they're just friends. But our first instinct is always maybe they're dating. Maybe no, I think they're it was. I think it was official. I think you're okay. I think it was official. Okay. Yeah, I think um, there was some some hand holding. I thought she looked amazing, and here, here's the thing is about Paige, and obviously uh-huh. everybody says she's still green. I wouldn't say green because obviously she can still kick a lot of girls' ass. You, if you're green, you you lose a lot. Green you in know? the sense of the best MMA fighters in the in the UFC. Because she beat she beat Phyllis Herring, and that's not easy to do. Absolutely, I'm not saying green in the terms of the entire MMA spectrum. I'm saying green in the terms of this strawweight division yeah. where. Every girl is super, super supreme and experienced. So, in terms of her division, mm-hmm. she's green. In terms of life and MMA, she, I mean, she's amazing. And here's the thing about, and I was watching this fight, mm-hmm. um, and there were a lot of holes in her game that I think that once Alex Chambers, she saw those holes, mm-hmm. but Paige is getting so good that once she tried to capitalize on those holes, uh, Paige was already like, all right, I'm already on her already, you know? But I think as she gets along through the game, I think those holes are going to be non-existent. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. She has such a good foundation. And she Paige has the important things right now. The relentlessness. I mean, when I think of Paige, the one word that comes to my mind is relentless. Mm-hmm. She's so similar to, ironically, our, our uh, flyweight champion, Demetrius Johnson, mm-hmm. 
they're so similar in so many ways. Paige, when she fights you, she is all over you. She doesn't give you a second to breathe. If if she gets you on the ground, she's immediately on top of you. If you stand back up, she's immediately clinching you and, and hitting you with some nice elbows and knees. She is relentless. She is, I would imagine, a very, very tough opponent for the exact reason of her amazing cardio and conditioning and her amazing heart and relentlessness. You can't get her off you. She's like she's like a leech. And we saw that in this fight a lot. Alex Chambers um, was trying to make way with the striking, but Paige's... Striking has improved. Oh my god! That was the biggest improvement I've seen in a while from Paige Van Zandt. She's she's always been making those small little milestones, but this was this was a leap in her MMA career. Um, her clinch work was so good. All, all, always aggressive. We know she's aggressive. Um, looks great on the feet and great ground and pound to follow it up. She's an all around athlete. I'm kind of curious just how important Team Alpha Mo has has been in her development. Um, and I say that because. They're not Team Alpha Male, you know, Faber, Mendez. Mm. A lot of them are not really known for finishers, for being fi- uh, quick finishers. At least, you know, look at Dillashaw, who finishes opponents in the fifth round. Not that that's a bad thing, of course, but we right. don't really know them for being first or second round finishers uh, or even third round finishers. Obviously, Paige finished her fight against Alex Chambers. Uh, and I think that's going to be one of those things that kind of sets her apart for maybe everyone else, is that she finishes her fights. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you don't really favor... I mean, I know he's been in a lot of five-round fights, too, and he... I mean, he's really good, obviously, but I think that's going to be the set, the thing that sets him apart. And I do think that she is kind of missing that killer instinct uh, that maybe girls like Joanna has and, you know, even <sighs> girls like Ronda. I know I know you can't compare Ronda, and Ronda's above everyone else right. by far and beyond. Um, but again, the good thing is she's only 21 years old. There, See, there's a saying in MMA. A lot of people believe that in MMA you have to be jaded or angry or have some sort of honed resentment that that you use to improve your game. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in the cage, you think about, you know, all the stuff you've been through and, and that's what that's what fuels your fire. It's never really been that for me and I don't think it's ever gonna be that for Paige Van Zant. So I think if we're looking for a more serious, more stone cold face fighter out of Paige, we're not going to ever get it. And I'm totally cool with that. I think she brings a new flavor to the UFC. I think she brings a new flavor to women's MMA in general. And she honestly says to people, I can be this cute little innocent girl and I can get in the cage and kick some butt. Cause this is a sport people. This is a sport. And I think that that's the message that she sends. She tells people that this is, pure athleticism she doesn't do this because she has resentment or anything crazy like that she just loves to fight she's an athlete and i i like that so but what's your opinion i mean would you like to see her go well, a different route it's just the, the way i look at it and again i completely agree with you i know uh-huh. it may sound it may be for boring you know videos that everybody agrees with everybody <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I agree with you in that sense but i look at the top five athletes of all time and two of those people are Ronda Rousey uh-huh. and MMA fighters Ronda Rousey and Anderson Silva okay. and not that smiling would make a difference but I look at them and I'm like man those are you have Ronda who's got the best mean mug face in the history of ever life right um, absolutely not just fighting but life uh-huh. and then you have Anderson Silva who would just come out with this confidence about him and again not to say that she's lacking that Paige Van Sant it's just that if she were to come out with that kind of attitude, not that she needs to, uh-huh. I think it'd be a maybe their opponent might be a little bit more intimidated because intimidation does play a big fact and a big role in that cage. It does. And it's funny that, you know, somebody mentioned to not too long ago, 
there was a face-off and a send-off with uh, Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm at the Go Big conference. And I, I don't think you saw it, but I totally saw fear in Holly Holm's uh, stance and really? posture. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you have Ronda, who obviously is Ronda. But then, yeah, just the way she her fists were kind of a little bit closer to her and mm-hmm. just her stance. I totally saw doubt in, in, in Holly Holm's body, See, body language. That's very. We'll get to that in a second. But to go back to the, the Paige Van Zandt thing, um, absolutely, she is. She is. Um, she could probably benefit from scaring her opponents. Mm-hmm. But what about this? What about what about going against someone that is so unexpected, so you know, innocent? And you know, you're like, oh, what's this girl going to do to me? Yeah. Then you get in the cage with her, and yeah. she's ferocious. Well, that's what we're seeing now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've rolled with people. It happens in jujitsu a lot. Like you're rolling with someone, and their and their body's so calm, and you're like, oh, I got this person. And the next thing you know, they they tighten up and they get you in a submission, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa! Mm-hmm. I wasn't even ready for that armbar. I think that is your Paige Van Zandt, mm-hmm. more metaphorically than literally, but. I think she's that beautiful girl that, hi, we can shake hands at weigh-ins. We mm-hmm. can smile during the stare-down. It's all good, girl. Because when it comes uh, game day, when it comes fight day, you're going down. Yeah. And I like that. I like that because it, she's like she's respectful. She's happy and she's enjoying what she's doing in there. Yeah. And that's the coolest part. Yeah, see, I agree. So I think that you, you go with what's working for you. Mm-hmm. But I think if she ever does maybe get into a situation in the cage where she maybe loses or maybe starts losing points, I hear you. I think I she you. needs to find that mean streak in her that's going to set her apart from everyone else. I think she needs to her, – her striking was great, but I want to see – and she's young enough to maybe take a trip to Thailand, you know, go Muay Thai and, you know, learn that kind of, you know, viciousness that separates that you from discipline. everyone else. Because she definitely right. has that. I think she has that drive. And again, going back – she is still young enough to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be an interesting career to watch play out, especially in, in my opinion, one of the most entertaining divisions in the UFC. It's a brand new one, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's one where we can't really hold a champ yet. You know, no. who knows if Joanna is going to, you know, reign that title too long. But. I know, I know I do want to see, uh, I think Rose, I can't remember off the top of my head who she's fighting next, but I hope at some point Rose versus Paige. To me, that's a dream fighter for me. I have been saying that for a really long time, and I completely agree with you. Rose Namajunas versus Paige Van Zandt, they have so much in common. They're both very energetic and Mm -hmm. very very cardio-based. They can go and go and go and go and go. They also both have very flexible hips. They throw those kicks from anywhere. You never see them coming. Um, Rose is a little more of a distance fighter, whereas Paige likes to get in the nitty-gritty and throw some clinch work in there. That would be an awesome fight. I agree, George. So, um, Dana White, make that happen. Um, but anyway, let's go into the next fight. We have Corey Anderson versus Jan Blockowitz. Anderson wins via unanimous decision. This was totally one-sided. Yeah, this was, this was a clear, clear draw win. John Blockowitz had a, a little bit of a, a kind of a role for a little bit. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think he was the heavy favorite in this fight. Um, actually, no, no, I'm sorry. He just lost to Jimmy Manoa not too long ago, but he's a guy who obviously they've been kind of, Hopefully, you know, he's ranked and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, he was just not in his element. I think I, Corey Anderson won the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I don't know which season. I think it was the BJ Penn-Frankie Edgar season. Okay. He, I think he's got Frankie Edgar in his corner. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he, he – this was not, not – not not so much it was fun to watch. It wasn't fun to watch, but it was just like, uh, oh, Jan. You're, 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 yeah, you're, you're getting your yeah. butt kicked. I think two judges scored a 30-25. Thirty twenty five. That that is quite a demonstrative score. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, Jan Blockowitz, I think he's one of those guys, like you said, he's ranked. He hasn't done anything super spectacular lately, but I think he had a lot of hope when he was coming in. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's been around for a little while, so he 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 has some time left here in the UFC and um, a lot to prove still. But Corey Anderson, hot off the press, looking amazing, and obviously outclassed Jan Blockowitz. I think every almost every Ultimate Fighter at some point, we all want to hope and believe that there's some form of greatness to them. Right. Which kind of makes them... Set them apart from, obviously, we, we all follow them in the seasons of Ultimate Fighter. So it's mm-hmm. like we kind of see what they're capable of and their potential. Uriah Hall, actually, he didn't even win. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum, <laughs> Corey Anderson, you know, uh, the girl that just won. The champ, she just lost. Oh, uh, Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza. Dude, I'm losing my memory. I can't you are. Oh, my God. Carla the Sparza. encyclopedia is down. I know. So we all see what they have to offer, and it just... We all know they're capable of great things, and Corey Anderson, who knows? Maybe he is. Yeah, even even people that don't win the Ultimate Fighter, but mm-hmm. just are contenders that stand out in the Ultimate Fighter. I consider the Ultimate Fighter like like high school. Like, oh, they're good in high school. Okay, let's see what happens <laughs> when they get to college. Yeah. And then when they graduate and they get to the UFC, college, um, they either fly, they soar, or, or, they, or they crash and burn. And, you know, with guys like Kelvin Gastelum's a perfect example. He soared after the mm-hmm. Ultimate Fighter, and he's still soaring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my favorite fighters to watch personally, um, especially my favorite fighter out of Mexico. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely, Corey Anderson, a lot of a lot of prestige behind him, and a definitely a uh, exciting career to come. I think so. Kudos to him for a, a pretty entertaining fight. The next one um, we have Anthony Johnson, the Rumble versus Jimmy Manoa. This was. A typical Anthony Johnson. I mean, right hook dropped Manoa, and then it was over. That happened in the second round. That was a KO by Anthony Johnson. So if you knew a right hook was coming, like, what would you do? Like, show me what you would do. Put my hand up. Like, show me. Like, no, a right hook. A right hook. So that would be coming here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So w- with Anthony Johnson, that guy's so strong, you can bo- you can put both hands there, and he's still going to, you know, when he throws that right hook, uh-huh. it's still going to hurt. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is such a good point. When I, anytime I go to watch Anthony Rumble Johnson fight, the one thing I look out for is his power. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that the opponent keeps their hands up or tries to out wrestle him, which we know is a hard thing to do. But when you're going against Anthony Johnson, any punch could be a knockout punch. Mm-hmm. It could be the first one out of the gate. It could be the knockout punch, yeah. um, and that's what I love. To, why I love to watch him. Yeah. You know, it could be nice and slow and calm, and and they're finding their range. Bam! It's over. So Anthony Rumble Johnson is probably one of my favorite fighters. Um, it started off throws, kicks, a flying, uh, typical Johnson fashion. Uh, Johnson with a few good takedowns, then that beautiful right hook that dropped Manawa, and it was round, yeah. it was all over. I mean, we we saw a little bit more improve Anthony Johnson. Uh, obviously, we all mm-hmm. remember his last fight with Daniel Cormier. Um, we saw he get he saw him get gassed. Uh, definitely not a, a not a Rumble Johnson that we wanted to see. You know, we always want to see very competitive fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we totally saw Cormier complete completely manhandle Johnson in every single way. So obviously, we saw Johnson a little bit more improved in te- in terms of he w- he went for that early knockout, mm-hmm. and then he's like, hey, I'm getting a little tired. Let me take him down because obviously, a lot of people forget that Anthony Johnson is a great wrestler. Right. He's a great, great wrestler. So took him down. Obviously got a little boring in terms of like he's he was just kind of laying there, mm-hmm. you know, round over. But then obviously he got that time to recuperate. Right hook, over. I, yeah, every fighter kind of has to find their own 
method that works for them. When you're Demetrius Johnson and mm-hmm. John Dodson, yeah. you can go all day. <laughs> you can swing for the knockout 5,000 times, and somehow they still have cardio to go with all mm-hmm. five rounds. But when you're a little bit bigger, you're a guy like Anthony Johnson, who really exerts a lot of energy in everything that they do, mm-hmm. you want to use that energy wisely, yeah. right? You don't want to go for the knockout five times in a row, and then next thing you know, you don't have enough energy to keep your hands up or, or something silly. Which is what silly. in the fight with Cormier. Absolutely. And that's what scares me about him, mm-hmm. is that he kind of just blows his gas tank sometimes. But this fight, I was very proud of him for taking it down to the ground. Using what he knows best. Mm -hmm. I just interviewed a couple wrestlers the other day, and I was talking to them about this. And I was like, does the wrestling instinct kick in every time you get in trouble? And they're like, absolutely. He's like, I swear, every time I get rocked, the double leg shoots itself. And it's so funny because these wrestlers have such an ingrained sport in them. Just like Ronda Rousey and her judo. You know, she she probably doesn't even have to think to do a judo Mm -hmm. toss. Um, And that's something that makes these guys so great. They they have that um, foundation. And it, can be, it becomes instinct. And very much so, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It becomes all instinct. Absolutely. Which is, I don't know, I, I love that part of kind of the physical fight of it where where it just, you don't even think about it. It just You just know how to move your hips. You just mm-hmm. know just what, what your body posture is going to be. Abs- and that's another thing, going back to to um, Paige Van Zandt. She's, she's new in the sense of that. Mm-hmm. The fluidity of it. You know, if she were to we were to see her 10 years from now and she's still doing this every day, you know, her striking would be just so natural. Mm-hmm. Not that it would be necessarily that much more technical or better, which I'm sure it will be, but it'll just be that much more natural. And speaking of, we have Angela Hill versus Rose Nama Yunus, UFC mm-hmm. 192. What's the next? October 3rd. October 3rd. We I'm have excited. what we wish for. Um, Not quite what we wish for, but this is going to be a lopsided fight if we just want to talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Rose Nama Yunus is going to beat the pants off of Angela Hill. <laughs> um, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Thank you to fun. our it be. research department for finding that for yeah, us. Exactly. Um, I don't know about Anthony Johnson's next fight because I don't think he's quite there for Cormier, especially it's so hard to talk about it because speaking of October 3rd, that's when Cormier is going to fight Alexander Gustafsson mm-hmm. for the light heavyweight uh, title. Yep. Um, I don't really want to see Rumble fight either one of them, even if he fights the loser. I do want to see him fight um, maybe the winner of Ryan Bader, Rashad Evans, if the winner of that doesn't go on to face the winner of Cormier Gustafson, I would like that too. I think you give him one more. I hate, 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 hate when there's a title shot. You know, you lose, and then the next fight no, they give you, they give it to you again. It's like mm-hmm. how much time have you had to improve? What are you doing? It's the same fight. So let Anthony Rumble Johnson grow as a fighter. Mm-hmm. I know he's a veteran. I know he's been around a while, but let him go grow. Let mm-hmm. him go have a couple more fights. Then let's get him back in there. Um, Gustafson Cormier, I don't know. It's going to be a good fight. Um, do you have any predictions about that one? Uh, not yet. I haven't really fully thought about it. If I were just the quick lightning round part of it, I'd right. probably just go with Cormier. Yeah, I think it's going to be a dance battle on the feet. Speaking of dance battles, Ooh. Maria Menounos' new show, Dance Battles, premieres on ABC September 14th. Guys, tune in. Because if you guys have seen Maria Menounos' videos that she posts of her dancing... They are, like, five-star entertaining. This show is going to be, like, six-star entertainment. So tune in. Dance Battles on ABC September 14th. I'm excited to watch that. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I like those little Instagram dance battles <laughs> that they do. They're amazing, they right? Look, they all look so precious. And now we get to see them, like, produced and, and watch them all fancy on our TV. I mean, come on. 
I mean, I'm a phenomenal dancer myself. So I'm always kind of curious on maybe if there's anything that I can learn. Probably not. Probably not. You've but, probably peaked in your in your dance profession. Mm, I guess you can say that. What yeah. you, I hear laughter. I don't know why they're hearing I mean, laughter in the background. If I wasn't talking to your face right now, I'd be laughing too. Oh, but yeah. anyway, um, yeah, let's move on to Arlovsky versus Frank Mir. The most exciting fight of the century. What century are you in? Not. Yeah, okay, so I was really hyped for this one. Partially because Arlovsky versus... Um, Travis Brown was maybe a fight of a century. Yeah, Joe Rogan kept saying he probably said it like twenty times. I should have taken a shot every time he said it. The best one round heavyweight fight probably of all time. Yeah, that so, fight was. Cr- I, lo- I still watch that fight on Fight Pass uh, on a regular basis for nine ninety nine. So, for nine ninety nine, because uh, that fight's so awesome to watch. <laughs> no, I one hundred percent agree. Arlovsky versus Travis Brown was epicness, and I expected the same Arlovsky versus Frank Mir. Um, Frank Mir is obviously a guy that's delivered in the past. I, was little- I love Frank Mir. Right. I still watch his fight with uh, Big Nog mm-hmm. from, uh, I think, December December 2011 when he broke uh, Noguera's arm. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that we love to watch. So I was super, super excited for this matchup. I was telling all my friends, they, this is going to be a good one, this is going to be a good one. Especially both literally coming off epic, awesome run, uh, first round knockouts. Right. We literally saw Todd Duffy literally fall like a tree. And that that goes to speak about MMA a lot. That goes to show you that it's all about the matchup. Mm-hmm. We've been saying this uh, for for a while on the show that the matchup has so much to do with the fight. Um, that's why it's kind of hard to rank people sometimes because it's like, well, he beat him, but then he lost to him. And when you go and compare it, sometimes you just can't because it all has to do with the matchup. And and this was a perfect example of that. Um, Arlovsky, Arlovsky was pressing the action. Um, it seemed like Mir was trying to tie up Arlovsky, but then Arlovsky would reverse it and end up just holding him until the ref stood him up. Um, like I said, there was tons of hype behind this one based off their last fights, but it ended uh, unanimous decision, Arlovsky taking yeah, the victory. I'm not going to argue with that decision. Uh, Definitely it just, not. Yeah, it just was not exciting. Uh, maybe because it was late. I was, I was kind of falling asleep a little bit. Uh, I just, but at the same time, I was trying to stay away because I knew that I was just expecting something big to happen. Yeah. These both big, ferocious heavyweights, just and we've all seen them perform. Not that they're just doing it to perform for the fans. Obviously, it's a sport; mm-hmm. they're trying to win. Uh, but yeah, I just felt like I didn't want to miss anything. But I didn't miss anything if I would have, you know, dozed off for a few minutes. Not that it was, you know, boring, but definitely not what I was expecting. And as ter- this was the fight I was most excited for mm-hmm. coming into UFC 191, and it definitely. There was a lot more entertaining fights. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, with heavyweights, we know it works. We're expecting a whole different game plan. In my opinion, every weight class, the fighting game changes. Mm-hmm. When you're a heavyweight, you, you, there's a game of careful that you sometimes have to play because mm-hmm. you know that any shot could be the last one. Um, so I think it's interesting. It's usually either a knockout or it goes all three rounds mm-hmm. and it drags out, or all five rounds for for that matter. And, you know, this was one of those that drug out, but it could have ended at any moment, potentially. It just didn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, Arlovsky is definitely a guy I'm excited to see a lot more out of, as well. Frank Mir. Um, that was title shot contention. So Maybe. Because is- I know they already announced Velasquez Verdun. And I think they already said it's probably going to be next year, early next year. Hopefully not Mexico. And when Kane's Velasquez... Uh- then yeah. we got pretty, you know, the altitude. Yeah. Uh, so even if Arlovsky is the next guy to to, to face the, I for think the title, he is. it's going to be a while. At least maybe like July. 
maybe UFC 200, which mm-hmm. I think has already been announced for July mm-hmm. of next year. But I would just just maybe see if he wants to fight. I don't think officially it was a number one contendership. And then if we've if we've seen in the last few, few weeks, we all know that number one contenderships mean nothing. Nada. Because we all saw that Misha Tate was supposed to be the number one contender. Claudia Gadella was the number one contender. And lo and behold, the next title shots aren't even going to them. So even if it was, it doesn't doesn't even matter. I'm very interested to dive into that later because I have a lot to say, Mr. Dana White. But before we get there, let's talk about Johnson versus Dodson 2. Not 1, but 2. So there's some bad blood here. We have Johnson. He has a record of 23-2-1. and And then we have Dodson with a record of 17-7. and Both veterans of the game, obviously, been in the UFC for a while. This is their second fight against each other. Like I said, the first one was promising to me. Mm-hmm. The first one, it, 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 I can compare it to Ronda versus Misha too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, the next mm-hmm. one, she'll, he'll get him or whatever. But um, Dotson did great at escaping the clinch. I think that was the one thing that he for sure improved on. Mm-hmm. Um, last fight, he could not get out of that clinch for the life of him. So I think he did a good job of doing that. Dotson was constantly reacting to DJ's offense. He was playing the defense game. And... We all know when you get into the groove of doing that in a fight, you lose control. And once you lose control of the pace of the fight, you lose control of the fight. Um, and that is exactly what DJ is so good at doing. He swarms you. He's like a he's like a bee on a beehive. He just doesn't leave it for any reason. Um, you, you can't do anything. He knocks you down. He gets on top of you. You get up. He gets up. He's right there in your face. Clinch, punch, turn around, take down. Um, Typical DJ fashion. Did you see anything different from this fight than than the last? I saw a more improved DJ because I feel I thought I saw a little more improved Dotson, mm-hmm. but it just that DJ just was that much better. Um, even I think I think the judges might have given Dotson the second round, mm-hmm. but even that one was pretty close. So DJ was able to really see what he did wrong in that round and really made sure it didn't happen again. So, but again. This fight was just so quick. <laughs> it literally looked like I was watching the fast forward. Like just their sh- their feet movement, their shoulder movement. I'm like, geez, this is this is insane. This is ridiculous. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's just more improved DJ. Uh, obviously, the the pound for pound best fighter obviously gets thrown out there. Uh, but yeah, just definitely. I don't know who to throw at him next because no. he's pretty much gone through that entire division. Absolutely, I was talking about the, this division the other day with a potential upcoming flyweight fighter and I was saying man now's your time get in there get in there now get in there soon and and work your way up because there's no standout contenders we had um what was it two fights ago who did DJ fight last fight the the, the Asian guy um the Asian guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what was his name Horiguchi maybe Something like that? yeah Horiguchi I think Look it up while I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> he had so much hype behind him. He was going to be the one. He was going to he was the standout flyweight contender. And then we get to the fight and it was so lopsided. I mean, DJ beat the pants off the kid. And that just goes to show how good DJ really is. We you know, you could say, "Oh, it's a weak division" or um I think Brock Lesnar said Ronda Rousey's a strong fighter in a weak division or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can say that, but you can only say that for so long. I mean, we've had all these up-and-comers. We've had the new guys that are supposed to be the next champ, and DJ's beating them. So, I mean, I, I could definitely say he's pound-for-pound pound one of the best in the world, and he's going to be until until you prove me wrong. I guess the next guy that they're probably going to hopefully 
I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm sure they don't want him to beat him. I just think they want a good fight. Obviously, uh-huh. as a business, I'm sure they want what's best for business. Uh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah, yeah, that's one we've been waiting for a while for. Um, we've obviously had delays in that in that journey, but Henry Cejudo is here, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. And what do you think about a uh, big controversy toward the end? I mm-hmm. guess a lot of people were booing Demetrius oh, Johnson. Oh, this angers me. This frustrates me. I, I honestly, George, they. They must be, I don't know what they're watching. What are you watching? This was, Demetrius Johnson is amazing. He's running around the cage like an animal. There's not one dull moment. What are you booing? Are you, do you guys just hate him? I mean, because if, if you're all just Dotson fans, then that would be a reason to boo. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think they're just booing the fight. And I hate to see this because I think it's the lower the weight class, the less people watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you got two heavyweights out there swinging. Even though it's really slow sometimes and and not as much technique, people go crazy. And I think it's just one of those scientific facts in MMA. People like to watch heavier fighters because they think there's more likelihood of a knockout. And I, I get it. I get it. But to, to boo a guy like, like Demetrius Johnson and especially... The performance he had, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't get it. Dana White said uh, he was like just probably a bunch of drunk morons. Uh, Dimitri Johnson said, and I quote, "They're just effing idiots." So I kind of like maybe, maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's what you know the, the fans want. They want DJ to just kind of snap at them and maybe go a little bit Floyd on them. Yeah, uh, I don't think you know nobody can get to the ego of Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> of course um, not, but. I mean, maybe that's what it needs. Maybe they need them to be like a, the bad guy. And I do hate that. I hate that he has to become this character um, just for maybe people to pay attention. Because obviously we all we, – we as diehard MMA fans know how to appreciate good MMA. Right. So even if we don't – we're not – even if they're not showing it to the casual fan – doesn't mean it's a boring fight. And, yeah, it is kind of frustrating to know that they can't appreciate just really good – MMA. Yeah. I think one of the reasons they might have been booing, too, is because it was a very lopsided fight. Uh, mm-hmm. DJ was obviously winning, and they were just done seeing it, and, you know, five rounds can get long. But, like I said, I think we're growing as a sport. I think we grow all the time. I think MMA is the fastest-growing sport in America, if not in the world today. And I think the, the fans will grow with us, mm-hmm. hopefully, and they'll learn to appreciate the art and the technique that goes into Demetrius Johnson's work, because, guys... It is beautiful. It's like a masterpiece to people that really take pride in in martial arts. Looking at that guy and watching him in his fluidity and his technique and his footwork. I mean, try to run around the cage as fast as he as he stalks down his opponent. I bet you can't. Mm-hmm. He's just amazing. So, you know, like I said, hopefully hopefully the fans grow as we do. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, MMA is definitely growing. Uh, I know I think somebody compared it to like soccer. Mm-hmm. Where you you think I know everybody says that soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but you take two very popular soccer teams in the the world, mm-hmm. you put them in the middle of America, it's probably not going to draw. Uh, you probably put you know, and this is maybe a perfect example is you look at Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. she's headlining Australia. She's not only headlining headline an arena in Australia, she's headlining a stadium right. in Australia. So. I don't know. That just shows the, the, yeah, the growth of MMA. Now they're headlining. American fighters are headlining um, international stadiums. Female American fighters are are, are headlining international uh, stadiums like Australia. And the co-main event is a female fight in Australia. Mm-hmm. Now, we did that once before, but it was here in L.A. Mm-hmm. L.A. is a very accepting place, as we all know. And I think that 
This is a big step in our international game. We're sending Ronda Rousey, uh, an American champ, and Joanna and Jacek, a uh, Polish champ, mm-hmm. overseas for the co-main and the main event of um, November fourteenth. Is that November fourteenth? Yeah, yeah, November fourteenth. So. so let's talk about that. Can we get some AfterBuzz predictions rolling? <laughs> and now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. I love that. It's spooky like Halloween, well, which is coming off, up. Well, first off, I know the big thing, like I mentioned earlier, is these number one contenderships don't matter because we were all in the impression that Misha Tate and Claudia Gadelli were going to get the next title shots. But before you know it, I don't think we've talked about it year, here yet, but uh-huh. Ronda Rousey is fighting Holly Holm. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it, I understand not giving the number one contender uh, the fight, whatever. There could be reasons. But Dana White said I'm pretty sure he said Misha Tate was getting that fight. Mm-hmm. He told the people, and then he took it back. Um, listen, I I was excited for the Misha Tate Ronda Rousey number three. I know everyone everyone yells at me and is like, "Why do you want to see that again, <sighs> guys?" She got her to the third round. Nobody else has gotten out of the first. <laughs> it makes sense, okay? It's the only person in my mind that has a chance of going against Ronda Rousey and taking her out of the first round. I don't think she can beat Ronda, no. But I think she can give her a good fight that we all want to see. We don't want any more 14-second fights. I think the good thing about Misha Tate, too, is we, we, even though she's obviously not as young as Paige, Mm -hmm. but we do see improvements in her game every single time. Misha Tate is a workhorse. She's the definition of a workhorse. And quite frankly, I think she gets overlooked a lot. And I feel bad for for Misha because of that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that she would be the reigning champ had Ronda never... Yeah. Come into the UFC, but of course that's not the case. And all right, let me tell you how I feel about Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. I think it's premature. I think it's way too soon. Now you may be asking yourselves, well, who else would they give her? Okay, I don't know. Maybe Misha again. Yeah, maybe Misha Tate, the one that they originally wanted or right. were, were said. But besides that, I agree that there's not much else out there until Cyborg gets her weight on track and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So Holly Holm. Okay, yeah, she was a champ in kickboxing and boxing, and, and that's that's great. And she's been training with Greg Jackson for 14 years, uh, striking and all that stuff. But we haven't really seen her ground game. I know it's not uh, on par with Ronda Rousey's ground game. We all know that. And I think Ronda Rousey's tactic in this fight is going to be simple and to the point. She's going to go for the judo throw. She's going to take her down, and she's going to submit her. I don't think Ronda's going to play any games this fight. I don't think she's going to try to stand with Holly Holm. I think she's going to be smart, go for the takedown, End it quick. Goodbye. Um, like I said, I think it's premature. Holly Holmes only had two fights in the UFC. Yes, they were against experienced girls, but nowhere near the pedigree of Ronda Rousey. They at least need to feed her to the, the gate holders first, which is Kat Zingano and Misha Tate. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I agree. I, I definitely was very shocked when they did announce this fight. Uh-huh. Uh, my first reaction before anything was, what? That's way too soon. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not only that, it's like I think they have potentially maybe lost out on a bigger payday because of the way they should be building Holly home. Then before you know it, it's like she's even better and bigger and better than what she is now. And then kind of see how that goes. But it's a shame. They're going to have to build up Holly home versus Ron Rousey too, because yeah. there's, there's no hype here. Cause even so, like even seeing Holly home, we haven't really seen her uh, as progress as a, I guess, as an entertainer in mm-hmm. that aspect of the promotional marketing hype of it, too, you, you know? She hasn't had time to. Yeah. The girl's only had two fights in the UFC. She's only been in the UFC for about a year. I, you can't... You're feeding her to the sharks. You really are. You're feeding her to the wolves. She's not 
matured in her UFC game. And you guys can say, yeah, she's been a martial artist for a long time, but it's different. It's different. We say it all the time. Trans- the transfer from, you know, striking background, boxing, kickboxing to MMA is a very big leap. And I think you need to give her the proper time to find her mold and to get her character going and find out who she is in this game. You know? I think the bigger thing, too, is like, I think they asked her and she didn't think she was ready for Ronda either. Right. So it's not like she was going out there and just destroying her, her opponents. Mm-hmm. It was like she was like, oh, you know, maybe one or two more fights and I'm good. You know, it's not like she was going out there and calling her out. Like, you know I'm I mean? ready for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Then I could see making the yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I agree with you, George. Um, like I said, she... Um, She's she's young in this game. She's really young, and I'm scared to see how it's going to go. And very similar to Kat Zingano, Holly Holm's a slow starter. Um, She starts off, she kind of likes to feel her opponents out. Going into the second and third round, she turns it up a bit and really lets her striking go. But it takes that second or third round. And we all know that with Ronda Rousey, you don't have a second or third round. So I think that's really going to be the focal point on Ronda Rousey's studying game here. She's going to go out there and try to end it as fast as possible, which I think will happen. I'm going to go with uh, first minute of the first round, armbar via mount, I guess. Regular armbar. She's a soul destroyer. Yeah. I mean, I I still haven't seen Kat Zingano since that loss. Uh, and sad. back in LA, it's sad, man. I mean, I, I, it, it sucks because like, yeah, I, oh, Sam's not retired. Um, it sucks because like Holly Holm, you want to see more of her, mm-hmm. but it's like you're afraid of what's going to happen to her after if she loses so quick. Yeah. Like I said, I keep saying it. Like I think the first fight was uh, Instagram. Uh, her 14 second fight was Instagram. I think she's going to try to break the Vine record. The Vine. Think, How the many next, seconds? You get? Six, six seconds. Ronda Rousey, can you do it? Can you get? The first ever MMA fight or UFC fight on Vine. That would be crazy. Has There's never been anything faster. I think the quickest is maybe seven or eight. Okay. All right, Rhonda, you got it. Six seconds, let's go. I, I don't know. I don't know about that fast, but definitely the first minute or two, I see it ending. Um, unless Holly Holm does the same reverse psychology as Katsugano and comes out with a flying knee trying to start it fast and then don't gets caught. That. Yeah, yeah don't, don't do that. Holly Holm, do not do that. Do everything but that. Matter of fact, come around, come out circle around, even run Mm -hmm. to get past the first minute. (laughs) Do not run towards her. What about? Yeah. Uh, What else do we have coming up? We have Joanna and Jacek versus Valerie Latrue. Yeah, Latorno. Yeah, that's another one that we thought, I was a little shocked that there wasn't Claudia Gadelia, which obviously gave her a good fight. I thought that Claudia won that fight to begin with against Joanna. Now, now, this is the perfect title shot rematch. Mm -hmm. Claudia Gadelia versus Joanna and Jacek. They fought. Claudia Gadelia kind of won. It, it was, everyone was up in the air about it. It was a split decision. Joanna mm-hmm. got the victory, technically, but it was very, very close. And that is a perfect rematch. Now that she's the champ, do it, do it, do it. But no, instead, they decided to give her a very um, promising contender, Valerie Latrue. Valerie is a veteran. She's been training with American Top Team for a long time. Um, I used to see her in Crossing when I trained there. Hector Lombard is a big mentor to her. She's definitely in the right hands, and she she is a a prospect to say the least. So I'm very excited for this fight. And I, I mean, she- I know why they did it because I think they definitely wanted Joanna on the same card as Ronda, right. especially in such a big fight. And I just think that Claudia, I think she had her hurt her hand. I mm-hmm. think it was. So I don't think she was going to be ready because it was originally supposed to be January. Okay, but then Condit Condit Lawler. That got postponed to January. Mm-hmm. Then they put in Ronda Rousey. And obviously, they, I think the initial plan was to put Joanna 
on the same card as Ronda Rousey. And hey, I, I kudos to you, Dana White, for making this happen. I love history mm-hmm. in the making. We're watching it, George. We watch it all the time. Uh, the UFC is always improving and doing new things. And hey, two women main and co-main event out of the country. It's definitely a milestone um, for women in sports in general and uh, and for the UFC. So, And it's funny, on the same card is another rematch, Mark Hunt versus Antonio Silva, who a lot of people think that's the greatest five-round heavyweight fight of all time. Yep. Um, obviously, the last time it ended in a draw, but I think it turned into a no contest because of Silva's, you know, uh, he tested positive or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to know that how great that fight was, and for now that fight to be not even the main event or the co-main event, that's how important these two women's fights are. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly makes me a happy camper because because you're a woman. Because not you're only a fighter, uh, that, that, <laughs> that's the key. I'm a fighter, yeah. and I'm I'm a female fighter, and it it gives a lot of hope, and it really makes you appreciative of these women paving the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina Carano started that train, I think, a while ago, and Ronda continued it, and now look at it today. So mm-hmm. there's people like Paige Van Zandt that are very promising. And, hey, I like Ioana and Jacek as a champ. I think she's awesome. I think she's got charisma. She knows how to push buttons. Kind of little Conor McGregor-esque. Dude, speaking of Conor, man. Let's that talk guy. about Conor McGregor for a minute, <laughs> about that whole Jose Aldo incident that went down a little oh while ago. Oh, my God, dude. Seriously, that guy is – he's crazy, but like – wait. George, love it or hate it? I love it. Love it. Like, he he is everything that is great about MMA. Just all around. Absolutely. let, Let me just say this to the people that are out there hating on Conor McGregor. He is taking the UFC to a platform... That it hasn't been in a, in a in a while, and I think he's taking it to new heights that it's never been to, just by running his mouth. Now, some of you may say, "Oh, it's taking away from the athleticism. It's taking away from this." No, it's adding to it. It's putting us on the map. It's selling more tickets than we've ever sold, and it's mainstreaming the sport like we've always been trying to do. Um, Conor McGregor is somebody that everyone can turn on the TV. You don't need to know MMA or anything about it, but you can enjoy his conflict. He's funny. He's outgoing, he's charismatic, and he knows how to sell tickets, and he backs it up in the cage. MMA was a different, completely different uh, form of entertainment, I guess you can say, 10, 12, 13 years ago when Tito Ortiz was in the game. And obviously Tito Ortiz was a big, you know, ish talker back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. But now the UFC and MMA, I guess UFC, is in a whole nother level. So we haven't really seen somebody with that big of a mouth be successful because we had Chael Sonnen. But he wasn't really successful. You know? And then you had the Diaz brothers, but they would lose every other day. Exactly. So it's like to have a guy that can run their mouth like Nick or Nate Diaz or Chael Sonnen mm-hmm. or Tito Ortiz, but win? Mm. I mean, and not lose, I should say? What more could we ask for? Hey, hey until he does something horrific in the cage, I'm going to be on that bandwagon. I agree. I mean, I, I just watching. Uh, I was watching like a uh, him and Uriah Faber were on Fox Sports not too long ago. Yeah, like within the week. Yeah, you know, obviously they were just sitting down with uh, I think Kenny Florian and Brian Stan. Mm-hmm. And man, like even though he's not his opponent, they're not fighting anytime soon. Like the just the trash that Connor was talking. Like you know, oh your boy Mendez. You know he's shining my shoes. You know, right? He he, he broke half a mil just because he fought me. And you know I'm walking around millions. <laughs> talking smack about the lightweight division, which by the way he said. Once he beats Jose Aldo, he's going to move up permanently to lightweight division. So he's calling out Rafael dos Anjos. He's calling out <laughs> Donald Cerrone. Now he's getting under Cerrone skin. You know, he's getting to, like that. And it. it's like he, he's that's so smart because now you're creating so many more fights that everybody wants to see. Absolutely. And how 
Like you look at the, the number one pound for pound fighter. Let's look at DJ. And I guess maybe he's a little bit different because he's already beat everybody. But uh, I don't know who who's up there. All right, look at look at this. Look at Paige Van Zandt. Who do you put her against that has a storyline behind it? Exactly. Nobody. Like, in, no, nobody. Like, They're, and even so, like you know, maybe maybe Rose because we want to see it. Obviously, at some point we want to see, you know. But you look at Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. There's at least like ten guys you want to see him fight. Both in featherweight and lightweight division. <laughs> it's great. I mean, we it's haven't amazing. really seen that. I mean, maybe John Jones, just because we know he can get up to heavyweight. And uh, well, and because you know he had that little feud with Daniel Cormier, and, mm-hmm. he, and he gave us a little attitude and personality. And I'm not saying you have to, you know, grab someone's title belt and run away with it to, mm-hmm. to sell tickets. I'm not encouraging that behavior, mm-hmm. but it worked, right? And it, now we want to see. Him rip Jose Aldo's head off, or vice versa, and we want to see him in Rafael dos Anjos, and we want to see him in Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone is a guy that's not going to take crap like that. You know? I I think that Cerrone hasn't fought in a few months. I think it's killing him. Because <laughs> yeah. I think he even yeah. said it. He was like, "Dude, I don't, you know, I'm cool if I get the belt. But I just want to fight. Like, <laughs> like it, it's just a prop to me. Yeah, like, he's just, another. That just means a bigger paycheck. But I'd rather just fight on a regular basis. Absolutely, he's another guy that's a workhorse. He just wants to fight, 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 fight. Um, we didn't talk about the bonuses. The performance of the night went to Anthony Johnson and Raquel Pennington. Kudos. That was a good fight. Rocky Pennington looked amazing. She's she's a trooper, dude. And she's a girl who who lost a split decision to Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's losing these fights by a huge amount. She's barely losing. So which means at any given time, that fight could have gone either way with Holly Holm. Absolutely. Uh, and that's one of the fights that I accredit the Holly Holm Ronda Rousey match being made. I'm like, all right, she fought Rocky Pennington. She held her own. She wasn't impressive against Raquel Pennington, but Raquel Pennington's a, a serious girl, so I, I give her credit for that. And then fight of the night went to Lineker versus that Rivera. That was crazy. Off the charts. Off the charts. That like, oh my god, that's like, hey, let's get, let's get rid of all the MMA game plan that <laughs> represents MMA. Let's just you know close our eyes and f- hit each other. Yeah. Oh my god. But we love those every once in a while, right? We George? love them, but we love them. <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch at times because you know that this can't be good for their heads. Yeah, no. Like, no, physically, like, the way they're getting rocked, yeah. Yeah, brain damage, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, literally, there was one part where, uh, I think it was Rivera, mm-hmm. he got a takedown. It wasn't so much a takedown, it was literally, he fell, like, he literally got hit, and he fell forward on his knee, and then, like, the momentum took the other guy down. Yeah. So, obviously, the Nurker got up pretty easily, but, yeah, it was pretty weird. It was, like, hard to watch, but, yeah, I, I couldn't blink. Yeah, and, you, you you need the 50 Gs extra for a performance like that. Mm-hmm. So, coming up, guys, we have Rousey versus Home in Australia, mm. November 14th. We also have Yohan and Jacek and Valerie Latrue on that card. Um, the- we also have Dance Battles on ABC, September 14th. Anything else, George? Uh, I mean, a lot of fights been announced. Uh, Tisha Torres, Michelle Waterson, Karate mm-hmm. Hottie. I'm excited for that. Uh, I think they announced uh, Jacare Romero since the last time we were here. Uh-huh. Uriah Faber's fine again. On, it's by the way, all on this card. Which, by the way, it sounds like it's going to be. I think it's going to break the record of highest pay per view buy rate, and that's Aldo McGregor. Not only that, but it's also Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold. So that's a fight that everybody's been wanting oh, to see. Oh, yeah. That's a great uh, comment. Jacques Romero, Tisha mm-hmm. Torres Watterson, Uriah Faber, Frankie Science, Max Holloway, who we just saw. Obviously, we didn't get to see him fight because of the injury that Oliveira got. He's fighting right. Jeremy Stevens. This card is going to be like, we should go to that one if we can even get close to getting tickets. I think that would like- be a score in our books. Let's work on it. But until then, guys, we will see you later. You can find me at Tough Diary on all social media. Where can we find you, George? You can find me at G Hermosa, Instagram, and Face. No, not Facebook. 
Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. At Ghermoja. Hashtag road to 400 followers. Let's get him 400 followers. Please. Come I'm on. so close. So close. See you guys later. Buzz you later. Oh, not yet. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz ya later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.